The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about the belief systems that we have that program us and unconsciously determine the reality that we attract into our lives. And I've been reading this beautiful book called Zero Point Living, Transcending the Matrix Through Universal Law. And it's by Faith Nuri. And Faith happens to be an Orange County attorney right here. We've been communicating, and it's really wonderful. She does family law like I do, and she is just wonderful. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Faith um, has uh, is a dual-licensed attorney handling U.S. and Canadian matters, And she is a certified family law specialist, a collaborative divorce attorney, and a mediator as well. And Faith's practice includes cross-border immigration and international matters. And in the summer of 2013, Faith Nuri took a mindfulness class at the University of California, Irvine, and attended their retreat at Joshua Tree at the Institute of Metaphysics. And this was a life-changing experience for her. This encounter laid the foundation for what we're going to be talking about today. You can find out more about Faith at conflicthealing.com, which is our website, and also at her website at nuri, that, nurilaw.com, and that's spelled N-O-U-R-I. LAW.com. And it also links to her website for her book, which this wonderful first book of hers called Zero Point Living, Transcending the Matrix Through Universal Law. So thank you so much for joining us this morning, Faith. Thank you, Maria. I really appreciate it. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and your audience. Thank you. Yes. So Tell us about how you came to write this book. Well, um, I began my journey of self-discovery uh, in the summer of 2013, as you mentioned, by taking the mindfulness class. And then I had a few experiences when I started my journey of self-discovery and self-healing starting in 2014. Uh, in October of 2017, um, I had a major shift where I saw my own limitations and barriers connected to me like spider webs. Mm. 
Mm. Um, I realized I created the web of barriers and placed myself in the center of it. Um, the realization came with my inner knowledge that each web represents a fear, perception, and belief system system that I that I'm accustomed to and familiar with, and uh, that I operate from. Once I had that knowledge, I broke away, and I had this feeling of completeness, wholeness, no fear, no doubt, and total unconditional love. Um, it's one thing to read about this state of being, but another to experience it. Yes. And so from that, you wanted to share that in this book, right? Yes. Uh, I felt uh, this desire to immediately put it out and share that and let everybody um, uh, read and being able to reach the same state experience I had. And you know what I really love about this book, besides in the beginning where you explain, which we're going to talk about various aspects of, of barriers, etc. cetera, um, I love the way you have these Q&A at uh, several conversations that you have to help people pull out of them in their conversations of what is going on with them, helping them to discover for themselves what it is that is a barrier for themselves. So I, I think that was real helpful to see examples um, besides just, you know, um, having it at an empirical level, you brought it down to the application level, which I thought was really great. Thank you. I, I meant to put the principle into um, practice by, by showing it. Yes. Yeah. By showing yeah. it. Yeah. So let's explain to my audience, what is zero-point living? It is being in a state of no polarities and in total fulfillment. Um, I can elaborate briefly. Our belief system acts as barriers and keeps us in cyclical patterns that we are so used to being in. Right. It is the... Yes, it's the most comfortable way of living, and we are familiar with it, with it and um, it's just out of habit we, we do things. When we want to delineate and break away from these patterns, the same belief system brings doubt and fear into our minds to persuade us not to break away. Um, if you ever have ever connected to yourself and experienced the void, then you can feel the completeness and oneness of that state of being. That's zero point. It is really hard to understand by way of explanation until you know one experiences it. The same is true of unconditional love. We all assume, for instance, our, our love for our children is unconditional. The truth, the truth of it is that our love is very much conditional. Um, our pets have unconditional love for us, um, for us the humans, because um, there are no strings attached to their love. Right. That's what I we always say, that our dogs are our best kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, they're awesome. Right. They're awesome, yeah. yeah. So let's they're talk. are blessed to have them. Let's talk a little bit about how barriers really work. That's part one of your book. Give us a little bit of a of an overview of that. Sure. Uh, we build barriers to protect ourselves. That's our doubt and fear at work. Um, we learn to trust our barriers for our own protection. 
But by trusting our barriers, we fail to connect with ourselves. We learn to move through life and define our relationships, friendships with these barriers as our guides. Um, We create a prison for ourselves by wrapping ourselves up in our belief system, doubts and fears. It is like our belief system is the operating system and we have adapted its programming as to what we are you know, what basically are acceptable actions and um, communication. Uh, The program guides us as we operate within the perceived operating system and through conditioning our responses that arises from our belief system. Um, Knowing the program's limitations, uh, we will be able to understand that these limitations are created by our views through our self-constructed lenses shaped by our adopted perceptions and expectations. So the first step is to recognize that we have a barrier, right? Exactly. But then the next step is, I think, harder, (laughs) you know. (laughs) I mean, um, so when you have a barrier, you... You know, how do you get past that barrier when your brain recreate? You know, we are our brain is habitual and it learns, and it's hard to unlearn something that we've learned our whole life of a barrier. How do we get past that barrier? Is it through meditation? What do we do? Well, once we recognize it, recognizing is very important, acknowledging that are there. And uh, the way we do it really, um, let's say, um, example, um, you are um, you talking a, to an individual. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to give you one if you didn't think of one. Go ahead. Sure. Go ahead. No, go ahead if you do. You, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, when go. people have a fear of doing something, mm-hmm. um, they they... They build up a barrier like I'm too old or I don't have enough money or I'm not something that they have just put up all these barriers of um, that's really fear. A lot of it is really fear of failure, right? Yeah. So how do you do with this fear of failure to get beyond it? Very good point because we trust the barriers we fail to recognize the barriers are actually keeping us from um, taking the next step to break away from our own habits. So uh, the realization of it, uh, once you realize that it's there and you can see where it's coming from, then you have to detect where it's coming from. So the way, as you can see from the examples, uh, interviews that um, I showed a demonstration, so when I ask a question from someone and then they give an answer, then we go through digging uh, where it's coming from. And once we are able to pinpoint where it's coming from, the person, the realization, the aha moments that they have, uh, which is the beauty of it, that aha moment, it just um, uh, brings it to light. So something that was in the shadow and not present, it comes into light. And then once you know that, then you take the next step to free yourself from that belief system, not to replace it with a new one, which uh, many think that's a good idea. I don't think so. The whole idea is to eradicate belief systems because one way or the other, they're attached to something. And that something is usually is not the most freedom. It's just another 
formal belief system that uh, you build up, we build up to preserve. Okay, so one that everybody, or not everybody, but quite a few people have is maybe they want to do something new in their life. They want to do a new career or something, and they just inside, they don't feel that they're good enough or smart enough to do it. So what, what do you, what do you say to them? Well, the reason they think they're not good enough, it's, it's really from the time they're born, uh, we are through our, um, through the way our identity is shaped, through the way we are, our, 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 our um, upbringing and, uh, training since childhood, those are the, the lack that are being put into our programming that we are not good enough or we can't do this or that's where the starting point is so when you or me or another individual would like to do a soul searching you have to go all the way back to where the origin is because there is no lack we are complete we all are uh, quite complete it's just a recognition of it that that you are i am and that's um that's the bottom line so um it all has to do with how our identities form through the limitations that we were uh, basically created. It is self-created by accepting other people's perception and belief system and adopting it as our own. So when somebody says, let's say in a school, a teacher tells the student, um, um, just for the sake of this example, that you are, you know, why can't you learn it? You know, you know, why don't you read or why, why aren't you neat or why aren't you able to do this? Well, the child gets that after several times. It's a reaffirmation that I'm not good. I can't do good. I can't do this job well. So and that is ingrained. And uh, even if they are trying, there are always this doubt within. And that doubt is what's layer starting to shape within their belief system that I can't do this good. I'm unable to do a good job. And, and that will remain. Um, some of us have very um, harsher scars, and those are scar- most of us do actually. I should even say all of us do, because the whole idea of life here is an experience that we have. If we don't have those scars and don't learn how to heal them, uh, we really haven't done much learning. So um, that's the process, the process of finding it out and, and do a self, after self-discovery to do self-healing. So once we discover where it's come from, maybe it was teachers, maybe it was something. So then what is the next step to to do? Once you do a self-discovery and you acknowledge that you you do have uh, that belief system, that the idea is to find the origin and, and accept that that was not yours and it was something that you adopted because you can always pinpoint at what point that became a part of your belief system. You just usually adopt somebody's or someone else's projection, and then you uh, accept that that is not you. That is not you. That never was you. And uh, and, and you uh, this realization, the self realization, is uh, where you. It's like a breaking the wall. It's like when I had my experience of seeing my own fear, seeing my own doubt. It was like um, the whole wall just came down. And, and that's basically the effect of this self-discovery. If you don't see it or you don't feel it, then you haven't digged enough. You will feel it when you get to a point of really pinpointing the origin. 
Yeah. The, the whole idea of it is, is pinpointing and finding where it's coming from. Uh, it, sometimes it's very deep, and it may take a while because um, uh, it doesn't supposed to be easy for us to figure it out. That's the whole role of the matrix is, is to be in the maze we are. We just have to find the origin of it, and once we do, then go through the process of self-healing um, and not get distracted with our with with um, um, basically with our own um, self-created perception that uh, this is all there is because it's not right. So, do people need to have a third party to guide them, or a therapist, or some kind of outside to to help them get? Because I think going from saying, okay, this isn't me, that just because a teacher told me that doesn't mean that that is the truth. But then how do I create the new truth? With, is, you know, that's, that's the jump, right? Yes. Um, I did it for myself. So I went through it. It is, um, it is a process, but... Um, through journaling, we, or what is it that is that process? Is it through journaling? Is it through deep meditation? Is it through prayer? What is that process to get to the other side? Prayer and meditation are great tools. Uh, they are really the same. Um, because when you pray, you pray to, to the divinity, to 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 yourself, the creator, and, uh, and we are part of that creation and, um, we are aspect of, 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 of the creation. So, um, once you meditate, you are in this state when you learn to meditate in a way of not having the chatter in your brain, you can connect with yourself and yes, you can see and you can, you can guide yourself through it. Yes. Um, therapist, I don't think they have the training really to be able to do it except what they have learned in a school. And then they are also limited with what they have learned and also categorizing individuals based on what their uh, textbook is teaching them. So this is more of a self-discovery that, yes, they can get help. For instance, um, when I was having interview with my uh, with a few people that I interviewed and uh, they all are well-educated individuals, and uh, uh, and the, you know, it was very interesting to see how uh, we went through the progression of, of pinpointing each each item. Um, so during that interview, we were able to go through layers and layers, uh, and we were trying to keep it short for the book. So um, it can be done through someone who has training, but even if it doesn't, because um, I really. Um, there are uh, individuals who have uh, good skills. Uh, for instance, um, I have seen work of uh, a few other individuals, which I think they're complementing the work. Uh, I mentioned Byron Katie is very good for her uh, right. work of assisting people to detect the thought process. Uh, and once you first learn how to detect your thought process and it's and it's and the way it shapes and it guides you with your emotion. Once you learn that, then I think you would be able to then do a, d- a deeper analysis of getting rid of your belief system. So I think it's a, it's, it's a two, two, three steps. You have to first learn to 
be mindful of your thoughts, learn to be in a present moment, uh, and that is covered by Eckhart Tolle because that is also equally important because being in a present moment is a state of love. And once you learn that, then you can go ahead and uh, and try to uh, dig in and uh, Seems locate to me. the origin of the lacks and yeah. get rid of the lacks that are within you, the barriers and limitations that it's, are. Yeah, you know, I, I think one of the newer therapies, cognitive behavioral therapy, asks those questions, you know, is what you're thinking. Is it really true if you think, oh, you know, I can't, uh, I can't get on an airplane. I can't do it, you know, because I, I, I just can't. You know, somebody who has that kind of fear, um, that cognitive behavioral therapy is dealing with those thoughts as well and changing those thoughts and recognizing, is it true what I'm thinking? When you're talking about Byron Katie, um, asking yourself these questions, is it is it really true that if I get on an airplane, it's going to crash? Oh, you know, how, how true is that? So that's, that's kind of what it reminds me of as well, is to ask the introspective questions that you ask in, in some of these conversations. At the end, you ask all these introspective questions to make people really go within and think. So... Um, um. Right. Yeah, I'm familiar. I'm familiar with cognitive therapy, but I think um, this is uh, this is somewhat different in a way that it would uh, you you need to learn to to eradicate it, and and to eradicate it, you need to give yourself the empowerment, the self the self power uh-huh. to see that by taking the next step. You are not, you have to overcome the fear. Right. And that is step of doing it. It's really can only be done by the individual, him or herself to embrace it. And if that individual doesn't 100% embrace it and doesn't take that as steps, um, it's not going to be done. It's just right. not happening. So, so, um, it is. That's why uh, I'm saying that because it's part of the identity that we see, and uh, and it's it's the way we behave and we think based on other people's expectations, and we think about you know what we want and need, and we shape our everything around it. Uh, once you recognize you you're you're is like a become a new kid who's now learning to walk a different way, uh, uh, and you're learning to detach yourself from that thought process, that right. belief system. And and uh, that's what I mentioned, the condition that starts from birth because, um, we, you know, um, uh, we are taught how to hear, what to hear, and when to hear. So um, so when it doesn't come from a familiar channel, uh, we don't, we mistrust, we, you know, we have this uh, innate mistrust uh, for the message. Right. And the message is to not follow the same line. So let's kind of switch a little bit of the gears and talk about how the law of attraction works and how that really works with regard to the um, zero-point living. Well, um, intent leads, leads uh, each and every one of us through each day, right? Intent is... Right. what um you know we set out 
to do uh, when I engage myself and uh, have an intent to do something. Uh, I'm activating my inner guidance uh, to to seek uh, what I intend to see. So um, when I say I intend to see, it means uh, what I set myself to see. So we set our intent based on our expectations, again, and the belief system that we adopted, adopted you know, from childhood, from the time we are born. So our expectations fulfill uh, that we think is true for, all, for all selves, ourselves. Uh, if we feel we are inadequate, we move uh, with fully owning that belief. Uh, even when we try to project otherwise, we are really unable to untangle ourselves. This is how the law of attraction works. The law of attraction is to know that we only attract what we believe in. So for example, if we seek money, uh, it is because uh, we, that individual feels inadequate as beings. Feel, feeling is fed by our belief system, by the way. So if you believe that money will resolve that, uh, we, are, you know, we believe that the money actually resolves what we lack within. And then we will move with the intent to attract money. That's what our goal is. But by knowing that you have a lack at your core belief system, you can't attract. Right. We attract when we resolve our core belief of lack. So, yes, it's true that thought becomes belief, and we have heard that, and it's inaccurate to think that one can repeat a thought and lodge a belief system without polarity. So um, I, I think it's oversimplifying the concept, and it is contrary to the universal law that I explained it in the book, the principle, relevant principle in, in 0.11. Yeah, so we have to believe it and then we'll see it instead of we have to see it and then we'll believe it. Yeah. It goes back yes. to, yeah, that that thing. So um, how do it's we... It's oversimplifying it. You have right, to eradicate the... Yeah. yeah. And, and, and what I, we also see in a lot of law of attraction is that they're trying to replace one belief system with another. The reality is you don't want to have the lack belief system. And once you don't have a lack... Um, there is this feeling when you when you have this feeling of fulfillment, there is no there is no polarity. So everything just comes your way because that's the state of being that you are. Right. And you really don't also need to 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 envision money because you really don't feel the need for that. It just things come its way and you feel fulfilled. That's the beauty of it. Right, right. Is you're living it. You're living it without yeah. having to Yeah, yeah. And you don't need to envision anything because you don't need to. Right. But but you, are, but you are, but although you are seeing it in your own life, I mean, you don't have to try and make a vision because you already are seeing every abundance in everything you do, abundance yeah. and prosperity in everything you do. That's just your, your thought mechanism, right? Yes, and once you have that, you really don't don't start thinking that I want money because uh, you are feeling so fulfilled. Everything just comes as naturally supposed to come. That's why they say there is abundance. It is. Right. Um, the reason beyond it is that it is there. That's that's not universe. That is in your universe. In my universe, everyone you just have to have that that feeling and that that uh, belief system. Uh, again, I shouldn't say belief system. That knowing. It's a better word. Our English language is very limited, by the way. <laughs> right, right, right. Sometimes it's just a feeling. So we only have about two minutes left. 
Um, you wrote about interconnectivity in your book. Can you just explain that? What that means because we all need relationships, and um, and so if I, I know it's probably going to take longer, but if you could just do that in about two minutes, that would be great. Sure. Uh, well, quickly, we are all interconnected. So each person has a magnetic field. When you think about someone, you connect with the individual by sending energy that connects to the other individual energetic field. So when you become aware of, uh, you know, or, or, or when a party remembers you or think of you or you immediately hear from them, well, that's what's going on. So if you feel negative toward another person, you equally send negative energy toward that other person. So we see that a lot. You and I in family law and divorce cases oh, yeah. where parties get stuck in a cycle and litigate against each other and they're feeding a conflict. When a person feels has a negative charge, uh, let's say from 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 their ex as inter, as it enters into their energetic field, so it feeds the conflict and the charged energy remains within and between parties for a long time. So basically, uh, our emotions and feelings create poles within our energetic field, both positive and negative poles. We don't have any more time, so people are going to have to look at your book, Zero Point Living, <laughs> Transcending the Matrix Through Universal Law by Faith Nuri. So just give your website, and we got to go. Yes, thank you. www.nurilaw.com, N-O-U-R-I-L-A-W. Thank you so much. Okay, we will talk thank to you, you again soon, Faith. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 830 and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. Thanks. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.